Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Stallion Pancake Podcast. I'm Jason Ackerman. What a week. Um, first, I want to say thank you to a bunch of you who um, gave us some donations through the podcast link, which was super nice. Um, humbled. Uh, everything's going to go back into making this podcast better. So thank you for that. And thanks for everyone who... Uh, you know, commented and sent in questions last week. Got a lot of good feedback on that, so that's really good. Um, I will say one more time that if you want to give a little bit to the pancake, you can. It's still up on our Instagram link. Um, if you go to skypancake.com uh, too and you click on podcast, it'll show up. Also, uh, leave us a five-star review on Apple. No two-star reviews. No one-star reviews. Only five star. If you want to do that, that'd be great. This week on the pod, we had uh, the boys from uh, Bardo Vana. We had both the sous chefs, head sous chefs, and the, uh, I don't know what um, Will's title is, but they were super fun. We had a great conversation, so I hope you guys enjoy it. I'll let them introduce themselves uh, right after this. But everyone, enjoy the pod and have a great week. All right. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Sky and Pancake Podcast. I'm Jason Ackerman. Uh, my name is Matt Moore. Uh, I'm the Vana sous chef. I was trained down in Charleston, and I've relocated back. Oh, you got to let everyone say their names first. Oh, I'm sorry, God, Too much, man. God, oh, no, 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 up, no, no. I didn't explain it right. I didn't explain it right. All right, all right. No, Kenny right, goes. So we got oh, Matt. Oh, <laughs> we, we got Matt. Then we got... William. Uh, and then we've got Kenny. Yeah. Kenny. Atlanta Kenny. <laughs> Kenny Doe. So we've got the, uh, from Vaughn and Bardo. Do you guys, is there a restaurant group name? ELZ. ELZ. Yeah, Jason Mike's. Kids. Kids, initials. but now Jason's pregnant again, so I think they have to restructure the whole group. They're going to have to add a, another initial? Another letter, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so the ELZ to be named another initial group. Yes. Um, super happy to have you guys. Okay, Matt, to give us, so I'm going to let everyone give your background of how you guys got to Von Arbardo, and then we'll get going. So, Matt, you start. Uh, yeah, so I'm actually born and raised in Charlotte, and I relocated down to Charleston, really worked at some cool spots down there. Um, I was a sous chef of the Wildwood Common and Zero George Street. Um, then I missed my family a bunch and I wanted to relocate back up to the Charlotte area. And, um, so I opened up in Daco, Charlotte, and now I'm at Vana. Okay. I got a question about Zero George Street. Apparently they have like the best burgers of all time. Is that true? Uh, it used to be, they stopped doing it when COVID had happened, but yeah, it was ridiculous. It was really good. Cause they were like $30 burgers and no, it was 39 and how, and you did like 10 a day, $39 burger. Wow. What's that man? Uh, and you, how many did you do a day? Uh, so we only par portioned five. Wow. And we and would get fresh brioche buns right before service every oh, day. So that's why we would only do five a service. And yeah. what, was in, what, like, what was in the burger? So it was a mixture between uh, pork belly fat, Wagyu fat, and um, actual ground beef of Wagyu. We would grind it all up, uh, emulsify it. Cook it like a smash burger style, uh, shaved black truffles from France, and a really nice, I don't know, I can't remember the fondue, 
I think it it might have just been a white cheddar fondue cut with Telegio, but it was ridiculous, man. Yes. Uh, we're all like, okay, when it, when is this making an appearance in Vana? We need like a three-burger <laughs> yeah. Vana situation. Yeah. Well, so, so Bardot does a burger. We do a foie burger. Yeah. Foie gras on it. It's delicious. It is. Where, is that? Wh- you can, so you can only get it if you sit at the bar. If you sit at the bar, you can get any of the tasting menus, but you can also get a, you get like a, a little, a, a little, separate. a little list of like some old throwback dishes and a couple new ones, a couple burgers on there. Pretty small, but. I did not know this. This is this this is worth the pot. We can stop now. We're good. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. So what's like? Well, we'll get to that. Okay, William, give us your background. Yeah. So um, I my cooking background primarily comes from um, Northeast Florida. So kind of bouncing back and forth between um, St. Augustine, Jacksonville, and then did a lot of stage work in uh, Little St. Simon's Island, Georgia. Um, it's a lot of Little St. Simon's Island. Um, so pretty traditional. I, I didn't go, want to go to culinary school. I just wanted to like start cooking. Every chef I've ever worked for has told me not to go to school. Um, yeah. So, and neither of these guys graduated no. culinary school either. No. So, um, but yeah, so worked at, um, first job was like super just new American, like just really solid food under an ex-Marine chef who's like a super badass, love him to death. Um, then went, went on from there to a French restaurant, a restaurant we're in Jacksonville. Then from there to a Peruvian restaurant. And from there, um, stopped cooking for a year. Uh, just cleaned swimming pools because I got married and wanted to like just take it easy and not, not be super stressed for a while. Um, and then I moved here and got a job as a cook here at Bardo. Um, and yeah. The rest is history. The rest is history. All right. How about you, Kenny? <laughs> well, I was stupid and I went to culinary school. <laughs> then I dropped out because I'm a degenerate. And then uh, just worked around Charlotte. Uh, spent a lot Wait, of time. Did you go to Johnson? What culinary yeah, school did you drop out Johnson from? Fails. Yeah, that was me. <laughs> Johnson Fails. And then, well, you know, I found myself with the South of France restaurant group. So that was Aix-en-Provence. And Le Cochon Door out in Waxhaw, and I worked with them for a while. Chef Nick, he's he's awesome. He's actually working at the French Laundry now. So I've just been in Charlotte. Background, super traditional French technique. Pretty classic. So you can get the hookup now at French Laundry. You can store a reservation. Yeah, something. Yeah. Discount. Yeah. That's like the hardest. That's one of the hardest reservations of yet. Yeah. Should be. You should sell. You could like do a side gig, like get people in there and charge like 500 bucks. Yeah. That's an idea. It's like ticket scalping. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> exactly. So, did you? Because they all moved once I am Provence closed. Didn't everyone move to what's that place in South Park? Uh, yeah, we we bopped around. A lot of the guys went to Bar Marcel and stuff. Yeah, Bar Marcel. I I never went there. Um, I took a little hiatus during COVID, went home, back to Georgia, and hung out, drank a lot of beer, and now I'm here at Bardo. <laughs> <laughs> That's cool. So, obviously, Bardo started, what, three years ago? And yeah. then Vana opened up, like, right before the pandemic. Right. And then there's been some changes at Bardo. So, I guess, what was, when you guys were 
developing the concept for Vana. No, Vana opened up mid-August. August. Yeah. August yeah. before COVID. After. After. Yeah, Vana is six, six, seven uh, months old, however long ago <laughs> August was. It was, yeah. during, it, was uh, just, it. it was like right after, pretty soon after lockdown. Yeah. Um, we kind of, I came back from, I was in Kentucky for lockdown, came back here and kind of was like, pedal to the metal, get, get Vaughn off the ground. So, yeah. It seems like it opened like 14 years ago now. It feels like, <laughs> it, like it, yeah, it feels like it opened 14 years ago. <laughs> yeah. So, so I guess when you're, when, what was, when you were opening Vana, did you know kind of the concept it was going to be at the time? Like how, and how did you want it to be different from Bardo? Yeah, so uh, I guess Mike and Mike and Jason, I think initially um, they had some different thoughts. They knew they wanted it to be wood fired, and um, for a long time we thought we wanted a, a strong Spanish influence. They they traveled to Spain and did some a little R and D trip and all that um, with Vana in mind. So it was definitely very intentional. Um, I think as we got in the kitchen and started cooking. Um, and I don't know, just like doing doing more Spanish influence didn't feel natural. Um, I think especially for uh, Chef Mike, who like you know you know his food, he's so eclectic. Like everything he does, pulls components from everywhere. Um, and so the style of service at Vana is very very kind of Spanish tapa style. Like you can go and get small plates um, with some like just old school American steakhouse influence too. Like a lot of a lot of large format cuts. Um, we knew we wanted those things. We knew we wanted shared plates and giant steaks, um, and just like really simple comfort food, really good fresh ingredients. Um, and I think, you know, it's a, it's a really young restaurant and we're still, still figuring out, figuring out what it wants to be. We kind of have our, like our, um, we have the things we know are going to be true with the restaurants, how we want to source, how we want to cook, uh, kind of what we want presentation to look like. Um, but we're still figuring out exactly what we want flavors to be and all that. Um, and it's, it's super fun. Yeah. So how did, like when Vana opened up, how did it affect what you were serving at Bardo? Um, so I would say I made it my mission before Vana opened to get, just to get Bardo super tight so that me and Mike could be over there focusing. So it was also just coming out of quarantine. Not a lot of people were going out. So we shrunk our menu down here. At that, at that point, it was before the, the reconcept. So we were still doing shared plates. Um, so we shrunk the menu down, just did really fun dishes that were um, just, just straightforward. Um, and I, honestly, some of my favorite dishes I've seen since we've been there. I know we did a grouper cheek at that point, or at that point in time, that was really good. Um, and so we kind of just let the food be a little more simple and less less frills than it usually is, um, so that we'd have more time to like focus on the food bond and get that perfect. And and then what led to changing Bardo to the tasting menu? I think I think uh, Bardo has kind of always wanted to be a tasting menu restaurant, uh, even when we were shared plates. We would construct a dish the same way as we would as if it were on a tasting menu. Um, so the dishes have always been tasting. So what do you mean by that? Like constructed like it's on a tasting menu. So um, it's very it's very component and flavor profile forward. 
versus like um, you're going to get a, a plate of food with like a, a vegetable, a starch, and a protein on it. It's always been like, no, we're going to do like asparagus all these different ways and uh, whatever. Like it, it doesn't it doesn't make sense to have that dish all by itself without the rest of the meal or without other shared plates around it, if that makes sense. Um, so, yeah, yeah. So you were, so <laughs> you said that Bardo always wanted to be a tasting menu. Like what was the step to like, okay, now we're going to do this. So when, when I became CDC here, I was already like immediately, I was kind of, like Hound and Chef Mike, like, hey, I really want to do tasting menu. Like, at least let's offer one. Um, and then um, we just felt like we were at a point with COVID and with Vana being open where we're like, okay, well, we got to we gotta really understand who we are as a restaurant and um, the audience we're trying to reach and stay as true to that as we possibly can. Like, pretty much just bury ourselves further in our niche so that we could um, – just make people as happy as we possibly could. Um, and I think we were just at a point with COVID, the restaurant was running really smoothly and we just decided it might, might as well go ahead and go ahead and do it. So what, what do you think your, what's your niche? <laughs> My what? I'm, I'm giving you like, you're, you're doing like your 30 second elevator pitches. So what's the niche of Bardo? Okay. I would say it's now a tasting menu. Um, always the eclectic, um, very, very component and technique forward. Um, and it's definitely supposed to be more of an experience and more of like a come in, sit down, see the kitchen, see the, the food, and a little bit more thought-provoking than um, maybe just going out and having a really great meal of, you know, whatever. Um, whether it's like a more traditional style of food. Yeah, so you're going, it's more of an experience. Yeah, for sure. You're going on the Bardo roller coaster ride. Yes. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> the Kenny roller coaster, right? <laughs> Strap on. Yeah. So for both restaurants, like, how do you come up with a concept of a of a dish? Oh, buddy. Yeah. Yeah. Did you want to tackle that one? <laughs> well, so so these two guys, Matt and Kenny, um, amazing. Like like literally go above and beyond. Um, keep me alive um and they're also super creatively they're both super talented and very they're always coming to me with ideas say hey, i was thinking about this want to do this whatever i want to get get this in and mess around with it um so i don't know we don't have I, there's not uh we don't have a formula yeah, we don't have a, a process. process really we just, I, yeah i guess it free ball it yeah i guess it Bana, our thing is we'll run a special right yeah. we think of something that might be a good dish to put on the menu long term with Chef Mike's approval. So we're like, okay, well, we'll run a special. Let's say we'll get 10 orders or whatever it may be in, right? Then depending how it sells and the feedback, that's kind of how we dissect and we keep building our menu. And we take things off that aren't selling well, then we'll flip it with something, a really cool special that we just sold out of, if that makes any sense. So that's constantly how the menu at Vano will get new dishes and take things off. And that's what's fun about Bardo's menu is that you sit down and you get a menu, yeah. and it just says three, five, seven, twelve, and so you guys don't know what you're getting. You just choose how many. And so, 
you know, if we decide to run something different, you guys aren't going to know. Yeah. And that's the fun part of it. Yeah. You know, like we could just try things and just put it in the menu and then see how you guys perceive it. And if it's, you know, people like it and we're like, hey, let's, do let's, it. let's yeah. go with it. So give us an example of something on Bardo that you were like nervous about that people really liked. The Booyah Base. Booyah Base, yeah. So yeah, because that's like. What was that? I didn't even... That's the Ex and Provence thing. That was like, yeah. we, we sold that a lot. And I was like, you know, I really want to do something like super traditional French, but then put a Bardo twist on it, you know? And we did So that. describe this dish for people like myself uh, who maybe so, haven't had it. Well, you <laughs> a traditional southern French seafood stew, right? Um, oh, so that's the one that's on the menu now. Yeah. With the, with the, where you put the lobster tail together. Yeah. 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 And so... I mean, that just doesn't scream Bardo at all. Yeah. When that, that first, that was my idea to throw it on there. But I was like, you know what? Let's tweak it a bit. Let's make it more Bardo-esque and just do it more avant-garde, if you will. <clears throat> and I, people love it. It's crazy. It's, yeah. it's different. <laughs> yeah, it's super interesting because I thought it was more of a, like, Asian influence. Really? Um, had, like, the eight, but now that you mention it, it kind of, like, it made sense that it's a traditional French dish. Well, yeah, yeah it's pretty we, cool. We use um, chili, chili oil in it, and pretty much the way we, we season everything here, like the, the little things we put in dishes that we don't mention when we describe it, most of it comes from like components you'd find in, a, in an Asian pantry. Um, so like I said, that dish has chili oil. My pantry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because that's like the kind of vibe I get from Bardo. It's like everything kind of seems like it has like a little – Asian kiss, to... maybe. <laughs> I'm up at the past, just touching things, kissing things. <laughs> you, guys, you guys can't see Kenny on the podcast, but, but my eyes squint a little bit. <laughs> so what? So Kenny, what's your background, like cultural? So background? I'm Vietnamese, and so I grew up with like my grandmother living with us, and so like always traditional, just straight from Hue, like Vietnamese food, growing up the whole time. Never knew what the hell you know, like eating out was really because my grandma was just always throwing down in the kitchen <laughs> and it was always delicious. So, so what's like, give us some examples of like traditional Vietnamese dishes. Uh, I mean, like clearly everyone knows pho, but then she would do things like ban nam and that's like, it's like kind of like a tamale. It's weird. It's wrapped in a banana leaf and it's steamed and it's like, uh, it's like rice flour. That's right. Yeah. Did they stuff it? Yeah, they stuff it with like minced shrimp and stuff. It's good. It's delicious, but it's tough to nail down. You know, it's like old Vietnamese secrets. I don't know. That's cool. So, so Matt, Advana, like, what? What's some stuff that you've that you've tried that maybe hasn't like sold like you thought it would or and why i didn't realize that you guys i like how you said it was traditional steakhouse but with you said something there was a really good tagline that you should like that should be on the menu because it was a good line but like what's um yeah what's some stuff you've done ivana that you like either thought was going to work that didn't work or something that you didn't think was going to work that people like Okay, so I'll tell you what worked when I was really surprised. We ran a carrot dish special that's now on the menu. And it's super simple. These really badass carrots from local farmers that we source from Freshlist. Um, they're par-roasted before service and during the pan pickup. 
in the actual dinner service, all we do is, you know, get the pan ripping hot, warm the carrots through, deglaze with honey and paprika, and that's it. But we make this really badass uh, pepita mole. So the dish is just pepita mole and carrots with a few torn herbs on top. And, dude, some Saturday nights we just sell out. And it was one of those things that really surprised me that that dish probably has, like, maybe three key component ingredients and it flies off the shelf that was something i was super surprised to see how well the carrot dish abana sells another thing i was super surprised about was when you guys ran that tripe special yeah Yeah. and like that was another one we're talking about south end here all right yeah (laughs) yeah tripe and south end it's like yeah Yeah, well and you guys sold out i'm pretty sure right? yeah brian who's a junior sue at Vana, he's he's awesome man he's super talented cook and he presented Will and I, he goes, you know, how about we run a tripe special? And I'm not going to lie. I was the one who was like, I don't know if that's a good idea for where Yeah, it's fucking South End. And Chef Will <laughs> said, you know what, we're just going to do it. And sure enough, man, we, we started on a Friday night and we sold out on a Saturday night. So it's really cool. Those are two prime examples of me being surprised that something that sold like that. Well, and then uh, the Can Can truck. Yeah, um, that was on our opening menu. Yeah, and like something I was really bummed that didn't sell well uh, was the baby octo dish we had oh, yeah. when we first opened, and also the can can pork chop. Like I thought those were gonna we we're gonna have issues trying to supply for Friday and Saturday nights because of the demand, but um, sometimes they were just duds and they would sit and it was just something that had to come off the vi- the menu eventually. Yeah. So. Yeah, we were talking about the tan tan pork chop before. That people need to order that. You people who didn't order it, fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But yeah, so a can can pork chop is it's a pork chop. It's basically the whole side of the pig. So from the ribs, so it'd be like a pork chop with the bone in. So a tomahawk pork chop. They leave the belly on it, the fat back on it, and the like the spare rib section on it. So it's literally it's like a four pound pork chop, and it's pork chop belly. And fat bag yeah it's just it's so good yeah especially with that cooked to like a proper medium and the fat cat being like rendered down properly it dude it's such a good cut of meat like i would have that over a tomahawk or, or oh, anything yeah. like that yeah so when they put it back on the menu people order it don't be losers <laughs> okay when you said so kenny you were talking about south end like oh god what, what's yeah. like <laughs> oh, <hell. laughs> What's like the South End pie that you don't like <laughs> that you're trying to avoid? Oh, yeah. I mean, tell us, tell us how Charlotte is fucked up and how Atlanta's way better. So, so, so I've been in Charlotte for eight years now, right? That's a pretty decent amount of time. And when I first moved here, South End did not exist. Yeah, in exactly. that sense, you know, yeah. there was no South End. Everyone was still going out uptown. I like to go out um, <laughs> on, Fist, on Fifth Street. Yeah. You go to Dandelion. Yeah, exactly. You know, and then now South End's the booming spot, but still it's a specific demographic that is harder to read, you know, and in sense of, of food and what we're shooting to achieve here. <laughs> but, so, uh, so, like, you guys are obviously, like, you know, you're pushing the envelope, you're higher end, like, you're getting different profile flavors that people who, who grew up in Charlotte or wherever, like, they're not used to that. How do you, like... If you have someone who come in, let's just say like my parents, and they don't know what the hell is going on. Like, how do you, especially at Bardo, when they don't understand, like you can't, you just are picking a tasting menu. 
like how do you kind of sell it to them because it seems like one because i've sat at the bar a few times and when people are like what is this and then they order it and they, then they like it right i mean i guess in a sense it's just like you sell the mystery you know like yeah. it's the experience of it too you're like you're like hey you guys have no idea what the hell you're getting that's fun yeah, like just I think it's up to service too. Yeah, yeah of course, yeah. definitely. Yeah, it's always like a service. The big hustle of a tasting menu. Yeah, you know. Yeah. yeah, I think a, a big part of it is just um, our our wait staff who are great, um, making sure that making. People, I don't want to say like I don't know. I mean, I don't work at Bardo. You don't want people to be comfortable, in my opinion, when you go to a tasting menu restaurant. No, no. that's why you go to a tasting yeah. menu restaurant yeah. and have an experience that you can't go get. Down the street, out of you know, a shared place restaurant, right? Right. You're right. Shared yeah, place yeah. restaurants, you order what you want. Right. But I don't know. I feel like the staff at Bardo does a good job, from what I've heard, and you know, spoken to Chef Mike and Will and Kenny about that. They just make people like, hey, this might bug you out a little bit, or you might feel weird about this, but it's delicious. And try yeah. It. Yeah. There's definitely, there's definitely like for some tables, some tables come in, they get it immediately. They don't want a menu. They're they're here for it. Right. Other tables come in here and they're bugging out a little bit. And it's kind of at the end of the day, you just you have to ask them like, hey, trust us. Like, yeah. yeah. If you're not happy, then well, we're, we're going to make sure you we'll make happy it. We'll make it work. work. Yeah, we'll make it. That's well. And you guys like you encounter like the first two that are like really doing a true like like tasting menu. Like there's been like some other ones, but like it's new to Charlotte. Like, yep. people have never had it before. So, once you got, like, and you guys are already past the hump. Like, obviously, you're you're basically sold out most nights. Um, so, people get it. It's just, like, we need more people to get it. So, they'll keep coming. And, exactly. Uh, and that's what makes this location so interesting, too. Like, technically, we are in Bardo. But the surrounding area is, like, we are a destination spot where people have to go. Initially. and look for us you know like we're not getting foot traffic like that there's not a whole lot in this area and so it's it's kind of cool yeah. you know, to see us picking up and like just doing the business we are yeah so has there been stuff that has started at one restaurant and made it to the other restaurant oh yeah on the yeah. menu yeah uh yeah i think for, i don't know i think we're big brother sister restaurant like we really appreciate each other's food I mean, obviously, there'll never be a flap right on Bardo's menu, but, like, for, I don't know. I feel like, you know, there's some things I see at Bardo that I personally like that I'll ask Chef Will if he can kind of influence and run a special at Mana. So give us an example of something like that. So we ran a poached towelfish special this past weekend. It was poached in um, clarified butter that was seasoned with liquid shiokoji, which, I mean, all these ingredients are super refined, something that you would expect from, like, Bardo. But um, it was a sunchoke, a spuma sunchoke puree poured tableside with herb oil and shaved black truffle. So that's super Bardo-esque. But I saw they were doing something like that on their menu with an espuma. And that's kind of where I was like, you know, Chef, like, let's try to do something cool like that at Bana just for a weekend. And that's kind of what we did. So, yeah, we I, I don't know. In my opinion, we kind of piggyback off each other. Yeah, but, um, sure. yeah. Yeah, I think another example, uh, I'm sure you're familiar with the shishito pepper dish we used to have. So I think been on oh, yeah. for a long time. That was the one when you finally got rid of that. I was like, now you're now you're the real deal. Yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> that was the whole thing. But so, yeah, I agree. Shishito peppers. That's a great. It's a great ingredient for Bonnet to use. Um, and so like we took literally took. We have a, like a, a basically just a bowl of pickled vegetables, and it's 
all all the farms are pro probably 150 miles away from Bana. Um, and it's six or seven different pickles. All of them are pickled in a kind of a unique pickling blueprint, so everything tastes different. Um, and so I remember this past summer, we had like a ton of local shishito peppers. And so we pickled them with XO sauce. So it was literally just Bardot's old uh, shishito pickle or shishito pepper set, but pickled in, in a bowl of yeah. mixed vegetables of Vana that nobody's ever going to realize. Yeah. So there's a, there's a lot of things like that, like stuff yeah. that is just for our, our own fun. But. Yeah, that's that's cool. Yeah, that's <laughs> uh, it's just been cool for me to see the transition. And what I love about I think both what Chef Mike is really good at is like refining a dish so you can have one dish and like if you go there a bunch you can see it like get better and better and better and better over like a couple week period and it's always like kind of changing a little bit and that's what i've always thought was really cool about probably both restaurants is like you guys don't settle like if it, if a dish is good you can always make it a little better yeah and then and then once it's like really good we'll we take it off the menu and replace it with something else <laughs> no, it's funny it's funny you said that though because that's always been a part of Bardot. a new dish goes on the menu all of us were so self-conscious about it for the first week it's on just like hating ourselves knowing it's not right and then we tweak it one piece at a time and eventually it turns into a dish that, that feels right yeah and same thing happens at, at Mana for sure oh, absolutely yeah. I think that's the really cool thing about being at Mana is that all the cooks you know they're their feedback's extremely important to Chef yeah. Will and I and, and Chef Mike. Like, when we're thinking about running a special or a new dessert or whatever it may be, we cook it for them and they try it, and we let them dissect it, and we let them break it down. Because when they do it, they'll, honestly, like, Kitty's great. She'll be like, I think that needs acidity. Yeah. Then we'll remake it, and we'll add more acid to the dish, and we try it. I'm like, oh, my God, that's ten times better, right? Yeah. So I think it's important to keep your cook's involved oh, yeah. yeah yeah absolutely yeah, absolutely and, and at both restaurants like i can't i can't say enough how, how thankful i am to have the cooks we do because it's hard it's hard to find cooks who understand who care who care who yeah, care give a shit is the big yeah, part the big yeah and and even even in addition to that also understanding the creative visions for both restaurants and right understanding what we're trying to do in the charlotte community um it, it's hard to find find cooks like that and we we have a handful of um a lot of talent right now um yeah you have you have some you have an egyptian lady right who like we did <laughs> is like, she gone now oh, oh. Uh, yeah she's no longer with us uh, oh god okay never mind i'll cut that out fuck <laughs> 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 her she's gone um oh got it got it yeah she's not but she had she had some cool desserts on there, which I liked. Um, she had a cool dessert, Jason. Come on. No, no, wait. <laughs> so, here, so here's the thing. Mike is amazing at, like, fielding other people's creativity and, like, letting them do their own thing in a way that still, still represents either restaurant well. Yeah. So if I have an idea, like, I love Peruvian food a lot. Um and if I, I, I love a lot of Peruvian ingredients, and I can come to him with almost anything, and we'll figure out how to make it a Bardo dish. Um, and so we also open up, especially, at, it's easier at Bardo. Um, it exists at Vana too, but Bardo is just more of a, a creative environment. So we literally have any cook at any point, if they're ever like, hey, I've been thinking about this dish, I want to do it. We like, we'll buy the ingredients, let them come in, prep it out, 
put it in it front of us, and, uh, and then if we like it, we'll put it on. If not, we'll let it go. So I, I'm so like so thankful that Mike is um, as 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 willing to share the creative platform he has with all of us. It's it's super cool to yeah. to just be able to collaborate. Yeah, yeah, because it's cool to see like you know. I know you like Peruvian stuff, so you can see that on the menu. And now I know Kenny, like, we, you can kind of see his vibe. And, like, you learn. It's cool, like, when you go to – the reason why it's cool to keep going to the same restaurant a bunch of times is, like, you learn, like, the different dishes and what people are doing and how it all fits together that you don't get just by going one time. Yeah, right. So for people out there, that's, a, that's like, part of the fun of going to tasting menus like this. And Bardo, like – you know, what's cool about your tasting menu is you can do like a, how much is a three course tasting menu? Like 30 bucks? Yeah. 35 yeah. bucks? Yeah, 35. So you can go there. Like it's not super unapproachable from a price point standpoint to go there. Same thing with Vana. It's like you can go there. There's always cool stuff going on and you can kind of see the transition and like what you guys are thinking as far as, you know, what the restaurant is trying to convey to the public. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And there's not a lot of restaurants around that are doing that. No, not at all. Yeah, and I would say both between Vana, I think this is true for Vana and Bordeaux, I would say that our menu had, each month probably has at least four changes. So there's, like, Vana, probably three or four menu items per month will come and go. We'll swap it out for something else. Yeah. Bordeaux on the 12th course, I, I don't, the 12th course will never be the same menu for longer than a couple weeks, really. Yeah. Yeah, that's cool. That one's always fun. More people should do the twelve. Yeah, more do the twelve. That's like that's our that's that well that's your next step is getting rid of you just should only be able to do the twelve. Yeah, yeah. honestly. Yeah, it is. It's always so fun too when I'm at the pass and I just look out and like the tables in front of me, they all have ordered different menus and then people are just like, That's another different dish. Like, yeah. <laughs> like how many dishes do they have? Like just different things just keep coming out of the kitchen, you know? And people yeah. are just looking around like, what? <laughs> yeah, and part of the reason we don't only offer 12 is because we, we want to be able to appeal to, like, a large variety. Like, we want to serve as many people as we possibly can. Like, all, all we want to do is make guests happy. And so if, yeah. offering, if offering a three- and five-course menu allows more people to come in and experience and have a, have a good time, then we're happy to. Yeah, you'll get to, the, you'll get to the 12 only. It's yeah. like you're slowly getting there. Just you started at the, the picking the plates. Now you went to the tasting. Then you're gonna go. You'll you'll get there. Then it, then then it'll be. Then then it's the real shit. You're getting you're already the real shit, but it's getting even Drawing. better. <laughs> Trying. <laughs> so so why don't you guys tell, tell us a few dishes that you really like right now on the menus. Uh, Matt, you want to start? Uh, yeah, go ahead, Matt. Things I really like. My sweet Matt. <laughs> oh, I love that quinoa. They're nice too. Uh, uh, you'll get a second. I just got really excited. Okay. Let Matt speak. Yeah. I don't know, man. Vana, I really do enjoy all the food. Oh uh, my god. What a no, shit no, answer. No, let me finish. We're gonna cut that out. Yeah. I don't know. No, you should keep it. I think favorites we have are the scallop dish. Um. I don't. I love the pork cheeks. You cannot go wrong with the pork cheeks or the braised. Yeah, I do like the pork cheeks. The pork cheeks you've had on for a long time. Oh, that's so good. Yeah. Uh, and the flatbreads. I mean, honestly, like 
the food of Vana is just what it is. It's so straightforward, just delicious and simply but beautifully presented. Yeah. And I think you cannot go wrong with a lot of the food we do there. But I think, yeah, those are the dishes that really stand out in the head, in the back of my head. But um, I love the carrots too. But I'm, for me personally, I'm getting kind of worn out of them. So <laughs> we're going to figure something out here soon to uh, change and uh, do better. I mean, this is coming from me. I spend a lot of my days off at Vana. People are like, why the hell are you here? <laughs> like, well, I like yeah. to drink and eat. So I'm at Vana. Yeah. Yeah, because, I mean, Bardo's not, you can't go to Bardo every night, but, like, Vana's more approachable, right. and you can eat there a lot, and the food's yeah. delicious, and, like. I think everything we do at Vana is really simple, but it's just delicious. And it's it's, it's done yeah. well. Yeah. I mean, everything, I mean, even our flatbreads, I mean, the doughs, so that much dough better. recipe was made just for Vana because of the oven that we have there. It's a little bit rustic, and you need to have, you know, durable pizza dough. And get the Hawaiian so, pizza. It was, um, yeah, I mean, seriously, everything there is delicious, but it's all functional, too. There's a reason why everything at Vana is the way it is. Yeah. How about you guys? Go ahead, William. All right. Well, I'm going to do, do three for each restaurant. Um, Damn, you got a and, lot. Huh? <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> right, let me do two for I'm going to do two. You can do as many as you want. Don't let, don't let Kenny tell you what to do. <laughs> yeah, don't listen to me. <laughs> um, all right, I'm going to start with, uh, Vana. We just put a dessert on this week. It's a, a carrot and quinoa cake. It was totally Chef Mike's thing. He just texted me like, "Hey, I got an idea for this dish." And I came in the next day and played it up for me. It was, it was like so good. It's smoked, smoked vanilla ice cream and no smoked. I, I forget what he it's, put on it. Yeah, smoked hickory powder ice cream. Smoked hickory powder. Yeah, it's so good. Smoked hickory. What What does that mean? <laughs> hickory powder, like the wood hickory. Yeah. Um, so. So yeah. what's the base of the ice cream? It would be like a like a vanilla gelato base, but it's super smoky and it definitely tastes like hickory wood. So that's why we're calling it a smoked hickory ice yeah. cream. And then and then it has like a sweet pesto and pistachios and like a shaved carrot salad and it's like a lot of savory components it's so good yeah um i might go to vana right after this and try that yeah you should i'll sure. meet you there <laughs> <laughs> it's my day off yeah, me and kenny we'll be there five o'clock let's go yeah. um then steak tartare at vana um oh, shit, that's a good one the may, we've had a, always had a tartare on the menu at bardo at all times since day one I think the steak tartare at Vana is my favorite steak tartare set I've ever seen at either restaurant. Yeah. It's just, it's super, it's simple. It's an egg jam, uh, wagyu beef from Snake River Farms, and then we dress the beef with, beef with uh, rendered wagyu beef tallow, so rendered beef fat, um, and a little bit of sherry vinegar, and it's just served on verdant bread with egg yolk jam and a lot of herbs, and it's just delicious. Um, other one from there, I'd, I'd also say the pork cheeks. I think that's probably been on the menu since day one. I think that will be, if any dish stays on the menu forever, I think it'll be that one. Yeah, that's never coming off. The yeah. pork cheeks? Yeah, that's a good one. That's a banger. Um, Bardo, right now, I like I like the the dessert we have, the chocolate dessert. It's like uh, flexible chocolate and a lemongrass gelato that tastes just like Fruity pebbles. Fruity pebbles. Yeah. Has a lot of textures that are like fruity pebbles under it, like puffed rice and coconut. Um, I like that one. Um, that one's so good. That so that reminds me of 
a Bardo dish that was on the very like early menu. That was probably before all of your times there. It was like a lawn chocolate thing with banana. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. yeah so, so, so Mike was actually talking yeah, about that. Yeah, so that was it. Mike's like, I want to bring that back. And I totally revamped the recipe and did a different. Yeah, just did it different. and um, But it's super fun. Um, and then. Yeah, uh, I love I love that one because it just reminded you of like when. I think you guys are really good at reminding you of like stories when you were a kid, like those tastes. Like you got the Fruity Pebbles taste, but it had like such a more refined flavor. Yeah. That's the sign uh, of a good dish. Yeah, that when you, tapioca on it too. Mm -hmm. Like so chewy. Like, Tea. Yeah, boba tea. Um, what else? I can't even think of our menu right now. I can has. Well, I gotta, <laughs> let me do one more, one more for Bardo. I can has. Um, oh yeah, you hated the soba noodle course too. That just came off the menu, but man, I loved, I loved that. <laughs> I didn't hate it. I didn't hate it. <laughs> this is my favorite. Yeah. No. Yeah. No, I, I got to be a harsh critic when I go there. You, you do. You do. Um, <laughs> yeah no it's it's not a, it's not a thing it's just i like that one a lot <laughs> yeah, well that's the that's the cool thing about food too is like someone could really like a dish and someone could not like it yeah and it's just it's fine it's fine yeah, yeah it is exactly and like because i might just not like play favorite or uh flavor profiles that other people like yeah no for sure and yeah. and, and textures and food so like personal to everybody so beautiful i can show it to you yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is too sappy for Kenny. We gotta get. I feel like we gotta turn up the. Yeah. We need like some pro wrestling in here. <laughs> don't don't tap me with a good time. Yeah. Well, shit. My turn. Yeah. Yeah, it's your turn. I think uh, very very simple, but done really well is if you get. The seven or the twelve course, you'll be met with the grouper cheek yakitori. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It is yeah. so simple, but so just yummy. <laughs> I mean, grouper cheek, and then we we use these dehydrated kishu mandarins that we grate on there, and it's good on the benchatan and glazed in tare, and then sake, and then tare, and then a little little daikon kimchi on the side. And then Oroshi, a little grated daikon too. It's it's delicious. It's just so simple, but it's just done well. Well, that that wasn't simple because you just listed fourteen things that were in there. <laughs> it might look simple, but it's not. But it's like it's meat on a stick. It's it's meat, yeah, yeah, it's it's, it's barbecue. Hot <laughs> 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 Um, <laughs> yeah. oh yeah. And then there's another good one. And then you know, I also, I mean, this is me being biased, but like. I like the the pasta dish we have currently on, and I like it a lot because uh, Chef Mike he came up to me when you know we were first doing it and he was like, "Okay, you know why I love this dish?" And I was like, "Why?" And he was like, "Because people look at us and think we're all gimmicky, but they have this dish and they realize we can fucking cook, you know, because it's all really technique driven." Yeah. Like and it's, start it's to on finish. Every, every yeah. single menu, too, the three, five, the seven, twelve. Um, is that the soba noodle one or the yeah. lamb? <laughs> <laughs> Hell no! The braised lamb neck. Uh, free yeah, the, that one is so good. Yeah, yeah that one is well, really good. <laughs> 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 uh, but yeah, it's. I mean, pasta, which I love making. 
Um, Do you really? I love making oh, pasta. I fucking hate it. Really? Oh, oh my god, I love it. I'm like a little Nona. Just, oh, just I, can imagine. <laughs> I was a Nona in a past life or something. <laughs> like, you just have a really old soul, like an old grandma soul. Yeah, you know, I'll, I'll hit you with a little rolling pin. <laughs> get, get out of my kitchen. Yeah. <laughs> That's but cool, no, man. that one's a good one. You know, braised lamb neck, sauce perry gordine, also very French. Yeah. You know, I love that. Mike always comes in the kitchen when we're doing prep for that, and he's like, oh, it smells like such, such a French kitchen in here. I'm like, yeah, yeah it does. <laughs> I love it. So how do you guys feel, like, when you guys get a negative review on someplace, like uh, on Yelp or whatever? Uh, do you pay attention to that? <laughs> well, I don't know. For me personally, I think we all work really hard and long hours per week, and, you know, we know our line cooks care, so we take it personally, but... Um, I don't know, man. Everybody's entitled to their own opinion, yeah. which is great. That's the cool entitled. thing about our jobs that, you know, you get lots of feedback. Some of it good, some of it not good, or somehow feedback to be better, right? So, I don't know. I mean, it is what it is. Everybody's entitled to their own opinions. But um, yeah. if we, we get a bad review, we definitely take it seriously and we try to correct the problem. Yeah. I agree. Yeah, I agree. We we definitely, well, I mean, we look at reviews every night, and every time we get a bad one, like we really yeah. like critically think about it for a moment. Like, yeah. Was this real? Was this person just having a bad day? Yeah. What was it? I um, think I think yes, but at the same time, like in a sense, you can't win them all. People are just going to be unhappy. Yeah. Yeah. And it's just maybe like especially with Bardo, people are going to come in, not do their research, not know what they're getting into, and then it just they might not just have the palate for it, and that's that's fine too. Yeah. You know? I don't know. I guess long story short is that Vana, if we get a bad review. Um, we take it into like serious consideration because we like to think we're a restaurant that's accommodating because we yeah. are, man. I mean, we will bend over backwards to make lots of people happy. So if somebody's not happy, um, at the end of the day, we need to reach out to them and figure out how we can make it right. Yeah. Because you know that's kind of our jobs and what we do for a living. I mean, it is if people are willing to spend their money going out to eat, we want to make sure they're happy doing yeah. so. Absolutely. So yeah, if we get a bad review, it's um read it, don't take it personally, but take it personally at the same time and just make it better. Yeah, and it's a good way. If there's if there's one thing I can if there's one thing I can say to diners, um, it's like when when you go out to eat, especially when it's a chef-driven restaurant, um, something that's less corporate and more of like someone's baby, go there with the intention of enjoying it. Um, Because if you go in with a critical mindset, you're gonna find things to be unhappy about. Um, And it's good. It's good to be critical. Like. People pay a lot of money to go out. I pay a lot of money to go out, and I expect a good experience. But first and foremost, I want to go and support the people whose dream that restaurant is. And I don't know if you just are going in somewhere trying to find reasons to hate it. No matter where you go, you're gonna you're gonna find things to hate. Um, so yeah, just go out and like, yeah. If it sucks, it sucks. You'll know. <laughs> yeah. 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 Okay. So when you're not eating at Bardo Urbana. Oh, I'll tell you. Where else are you? Where else are you going around town? You may. You may. (laughs) Right next door. (laughs) Holy shit! I spend my paycheck there every fucking day. Oh my god! Yeah, I go there. Okay, what's your order? What's your? What do you like at you may? Okay, I sit at the sushi bar. You have to, or the bar, depending what what bar you're in the mood for. But um, (laughs) I sit there, and I go straight up gung ho on the yakitori. They have the chicken soft bone yakitori. If you love textures, amazing. Yeah. The chicken skin yakitori, 
amazing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they have chicken gizzards. They have everything. It's like really good. <laughs> <laughs> this is a paid sponsorship by yeah. UMA. <laughs> Shout out Tony. But um, <laughs> no, honestly, I mean, like, even sushi-wise, like, I think they have some of the best sushi in Charlotte. Yeah. yeah. Like, I hate a lot of the sushi in Charlotte. Yeah. Uh, Yama Izakaya used to be one of my favorite spots, but, you know, they're closed right now. So UMA's taken over. That little spot, a little spot in my heart. Love that place. Good sake selection too. Yeah. yeah. I mean, like me and Will are always there. Like, hey, you may skewers. <laughs> <laughs> I guess for me personally, I love pizza, and um, and Daco always has solid pizzas. I mean, I work there. I'm kind of biased, but um, you know, they are a true Neapolitan pizza style restaurant, and it's absolutely delicious. Um. But no, I mean, I mean, all my days off, or like if I go out to eat, I just want, my parents live in the area, so I'm super fortunate to have that. And um, we just grill out and have fun, smoke pork butts, brisket, we do all that stuff. Sounds so, good. Yeah. You never invite me. Yeah, no, party at my parents' house. I'm down. <laughs> <laughs> Best behavior. <laughs> How about you, Will? Man, I love Publix fried chicken. Oh, I love a good public fried Like like the sandwiches or just like the whole no, bucket, the the buckets of fried chicken. Because okay, they pressure fry the chicken. That's it. You gotta get all that's fresh. And oh, then yeah. and then eat half of it and put the other half in your refrigerator and get cold. And mm. then eat the, there's some caviar on it if we have it. Yes. <laughs> we've done that here before, in Dave Chang style. Um, but yeah, I don't I haven't gone out nearly enough. Um in Charlotte to eat. But yeah, I'm definitely a regular at UMA. Um, and I went to Lee and Luis re- recently. Delicious. Um, also, I ate at Counter about a month ago. Amazing. I'm going to check it out. Really yeah. great time. Center closed Sunday, Monday is my days off. So I can I can never go. <laughs> you um, cannot. Sam, if you're listening to this, open on Sunday, Monday. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he went. If you, he might now. <laughs> like, I have to go. I just work every day. Another good spot too, Pepe Row. I've been trying to take Will. Yeah, I need and to that's go out in Matthews, and it's like tucked away in like this little small Korean market, which is like the size of Bardo. But in the back, it's just like little sweet Korean ladies cooking up the best Korean food ever. Oh, Jason, yeah. if you haven't gone, you got to go too. It's delicious. Is it in the Korean supermarket? Yeah, it's all tucked away in the back. You, you'd you walk up, and you'd have no idea there was a restaurant back there. So it's like in the big supermarket, and you go... No. They have that... Wait, well, so look up Pepe Row, and it's not big by any means, the market. You walk in, it's tiny. It looks like Bardo. It's not there. the same place, I'm thinking. Because there's a big Korean supermarket in Matthews. Oh, really? Well, check it but out. They have, like, you know, you know, like, uh, Super G Mart. Yeah, they yeah, have, yeah. They have those little stalls. It's kind of the same thing. But you're saying this is like a little. It's a tiny tucked away on the side street. But you go back there, there's just sweet little old Korean ladies cooking. And it's delicious. Uh, that sounds amazing. I'm literally doodling it right now. You should. Pepperow. Yep. Matthews. Boom. And Row Road. Boom. We, we might need to do a field trip together. I, we should. We should. I would love that. I feel That's... like Kenny is a good. I feel like Kenny's a good time. Like, oh. I, feel like, <laughs> I feel like I might like wind up face like it'll be two a.m. and I might be dead. Yes. but it'll be fun. I just yeah. like to eat and drink. That's it. I'm a glutton. I am a glutton in all things of life. I love it. All right, 
Final question. What's so question we ask everyone, what's the best thing you ate this week? Oh. That looks right chicken. <laughs> um, I don't know if I ate a lot. Why is Publix fried chicken not on the volume menu? I don't know. It's been the late night menu. No, dude, I would love to do a fried don't chicken. Don't worry, we have fried chicken coming fried soon. Fried chicken don't on the menu at Vana, I'd be yeah. in. No, that's breaking news. That's, that's going to be picked up by someplace. Yeah. That's breaking okay. news. So, a re- real answer. Matt made me a flatbread this morning. Is that and, that right there? No, uh, that was my lunch. I, 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 ate, I ate the whole thing. I was at Vonna doing some. Uh, paperwork this morning and Matt made a flatbread for me and was it just our pineapple flatbread set with no it was a little you got a little extra extra because you yeah lots of love I don't know pineapple ham a lot of ricotta a lot of fresh truffles a lot of truffles I seriously probably shaved like two ounces of truffles I was like fuck it I don't want that it was any and Never mind. Can't say that on the podcast. You know. You know what I had? He made a he made a peanut out of her sauce one time. <laughs> yeah. You can. This is explicit. You can say whatever the hell you want. Yeah. Yeah. You're a dick on his pizza. I ate the whole thing. My, my diet's consisted of Seven Eleven sandwiches and beer. So I'm trying to think real hard. Right? <laughs> um, real hard here. Matt, you go first. Let me, let me ponder uh, okay. this. Let me ponder this. No, I went over to my parents on Monday, and they smoked a pork butt. And um, absolutely killer stuff. Uh, it was probably in the smoker for about 13 hours, and I made it into this nice vinegar-based Carolina-style sauce, and that's what we ate with mashed potatoes. But that's all I wanted my day is off, or like something just straightforward and delicious like that. Yeah, well, I mean, if we're talking— Wait, what, what high school did you go to? Me? Oh, I went to Nation Ford in Fort Mill. Yeah, so oh, I'm from to, Fort Mill. I, I I went to Nation's Ford was wasn't around when I went to high school. To Fort Mill? He's from Fort Mill. I went to Fort Mill High. Yeah, I'm a yellow jacket. Oh, shit, dude. Yeah, my parents still live there. Yeah. There we go. So is okay. Is there any place in Fort Mill you like to go eat? Ah uh, man, honestly, like. No. <laughs> <laughs> no, like, no, no, Jason, hear me out. I don't mean that in like a mean way. Um, so we so, don't have that much in Fort Mill, so well, I'm no, in Rockville right now. We don't have that much here. Yeah, I don't really go out to eat as much as I should. When I was down in Charleston, man, all I did was eat out every night, every day, every lunch. Oh, all right, like, come I, out with me and Will. I miss it, but um, <laughs> no. And, yeah, I just like I think Charlotte has a few years before I'm like freaking out over a few restaurants I really want to eat at all the time. If that makes any sort of sense, I haven't even had dinner at Bardo yet, but I'm gonna do that this <laughs> this part. Yeah, I'm doing it next month. A request off that day. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm doing it this part. All right, Kenny. Other than Seven Eleven sandwiches, what's your delicious? What was my delicious this week? Um, uh, maybe last. Can we talk last week? <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. I wasn't following you around, so you know, I went to Fohua on Central Vietnamese place. It's it's a chain, but it's like the best pho in Charlotte. Cause Charlotte food, Asian food scene, horrible. Um, so when you walk in there and you're Vietnamese and they see your Vietnamese, are they like scared like what's the no no give off the vibe like you're like this is i'm the real deal don't fucking fuck around with I mean, like, there's a lot of vietnamese folks that go in there but you know 
we all know it's a chain, but I went in there <laughs> and like I, I go in there a lot, especially when I'm hungover. Um, a big spicy bowl of noodles is delicious when you're hungover. But I also get the papaya salad, so it's like a green papaya salad, the shredded. Oh yeah. Oh, uh, super spicy. That's what I got. But then the the woman, I think she's like the owner, husband and wife. Um, she's like, how spicy do you want it? And I'm like, really spicy. She's like, I'm gonna make you cry. And I was like, bring it on. I love spicy food. And then she brought out this Carolina Reaper paste, but didn't tell me it was Carolina Reaper. <laughs> and so I'm like just slathering it on everywhere. like. And then I'm eating it, and I'm literally crying. Like, <laughs> I'm crying like tears and like breathing. I'm, I'm dripping liquids from every orifice in my face. Like it's, it's, <laughs> But it was delicious. <laughs> the pain that felt so good, you know? That's That's a good one. You need to come down to Fort Mill where the guy, uh, Puckerbutt Ed. Oh, yeah. I heard. He, he, the, That's um, where the Carolina Reaper, he's the guy who made the yeah, he's the guy. Reaper. Yeah, I heard about that. He's got a shop, you right? You go into a shop and it's, yeah, it's downtown Fort Mill. You go into a shop and it's just like, hits you when you walk in. Oh, my God. Wait, I Jason, go who too. owns it? Pucker, Pucker Butt? What, what's it's uh, Ed Curry. Pucker. Ed Curry's the guy. He, like, developed the... He okay. developed the Carolina Reaper. So my high school sweetheart, her dad, sweetheart, <laughs> um, he helped develop that pepper too. No, oh, yeah, yeah, and he actually has some shit going. So is he pucker? Or is he or is he butt? No, he's <laughs> Philip. But <laughs> <laughs> yeah, dude, I was like, what the fuck? Cool stuff. Yeah, next time Matt's going down to visit his parents, you come down here, and uh, we'll have a good time. We we'll meet at Pucker Butt Ed's house. My hey. parents are wild. They're yeah. like Kenny, man. <laughs> They're like Kenny? What does that mean? <laughs> they are like Kenny. I'm the chillest one in my family. It's a good time. They're saying it's a good time. Yeah, yeah. yeah I hope so. Yeah, it's wild. <laughs> well, yeah, we All should right, guys. totally get up. Yeah. This has been amazing. Everyone go, obviously, to Vana and Bardo. If you haven't been there, then you're all losers. So, And there goes all of our sponsorship. Yeah, thanks, but that's okay. <laughs> okay, so tell us before we go. So, obviously, you can go. It's at... Vana CLT. What's the handle on Instagram? Vana at Vana Restaurant CLT, I think. Yeah. And Bardo Restaurant. And at Bardo Restaurant. And how do we follow? All you guys have Instagram, so tell us how we follow you guys too, if you want to see it. No, it's at. I feel like it's at Vana South End. Sorry, stupid. Corrected. (laughs) Yes, chef. Um, my 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 at is at Underwood underscore William. On Instagram. Yeah, Mine he's, is... He's uh, most good stuff. I, I'm, I'm way funnier. Mine's at do <laughs> underscore Kenny. So follow me, guys. <laughs> uh, mine is Matt underscore more 704. Um, I only put up pictures of my dog. So sorry. I, uh, I have a Dalmatian. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> and I'll, I'll tag all you guys in the post. But this has been awesome. Uh, I feel like Kenny's going to be the breakout superstar of this. Like, there's going to be people wait. coming into Bardo and being like, I want to talk with Kenny. Yeah. And we're going to have to, like, we're going to have to, like, charge for that somehow. <laughs> we'll have a yeah. <laughs> But you guys have been awesome. This has been great. I love Bana and Bardo. So happy to have you guys on. And everyone, go check them out. Well, Thanks, guys. Thanks, Jason. Yeah, thank you.